When I was in college, one of my professors recommended that I apply for a job with the college newspaper. I was a journalism major, so that was a pretty big deal to me, and I was really excited about the opportunity. But in the end, I couldn't even go through with it. I sat outside that office for probably hours just trying to get up the nerve to go in and ask for a job, and I just couldn't do it. I was too shy. I was too afraid of putting myself out there. I was too scared that somebody might look at me and say, who do you think you are anyway? I was so uncomfortable at the thought of putting myself out there that I let an opportunity pass me by. Let me repeat that because it's really important. I was so uncomfortable just putting myself out there and being seen that I let a big opportunity slip by. Now, don't get me wrong, I don't regret letting that opportunity go, not today anyway, when I have a much different life than that 19-year-old version of me could have ever dreamed of. But I will tell you this, learning to be more visible, to be willing to stand up and say, hey, look at me, has been something that I've had to do in order to make this business a success. When you run a tiny business like we do, this is what marketing is all about. It's about being visible. And that's what we're talking about today on episode 51 of the Tiny Course Empire podcast. How to be more visible online, even if, or maybe especially if, you're feeling a little bit out of your comfort zone. Welcome to the Tiny Course Empire podcast, a weekly show dedicated to helping you launch and grow your digital course business, even if you don't have a big team or a six-figure ads budget. We'll help you design smart systems, take consistent action, and achieve massive success on your own terms. Now, here's your host, Cindy Bedar. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 51 of the Tiny Course Empire podcast. Thank you so much for spending a part of your day with me. I appreciate that more than you will ever know. If you're new here, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. Coming up next week, we're going to take a closer look at what I actually do all day as an online business owner. Someone on a recent Six Figure Systems Q&A call asked me that question, asked me actually what they should be doing every day or every week to grow their business. So I thought a fun way to dig into that topic would be to tell you what I do all day long. But that's next week. This week, we're talking about being visible, what it means, why it matters, and how you can get past your fear and your insecurities so you can better market your small business. So what does it really mean to be visible online anyway? Well, for most of us, We are the brand, so we're talking about brand awareness here. There's very little separation between us and our business, so marketing the business means, in large part, marketing ourselves. But being visible isn't just about making sales, either. Being visible is what gives you that authority and credibility, and this is what grows your business and does make more sales. Being visible allows you to be an inspiration to others. If you think about all of those people you're trying to help with your courses or your products, 
your visibility is an inspiration to them. It's telling them that they can have the same results. I love the way that Brooke Castillo puts it on her podcast, The Life Coach School. She says that her mission with her business is to be an example of what's possible. And I think that's something that we can all do with our businesses. We can be an example of what's possible to inspire the people who want to learn from us. And being visible is a part of that. There's also that brand awareness that we talked about. The more people who know your name, the more successful you are likely to be in a wide range of areas. And finally, there's collaboration with others. The more visible you are, the more opportunities you will find for that kind of collaboration, for JV partnerships, to promote affiliate products, to have other people promote your products, to do things like email list swaps or to appear on telesummits. All of that comes from being visible. If nobody knows you exist, then they can't invite you to these amazing opportunities. So getting out there and being visible is important in that way too. Now, I will say that visibility is much more important in some niches and markets than in others. If you are giving health or financial advice online, then you need to be prepared to put your face and your credentials out there for public scrutiny because that is what sites like Google are looking for. They don't want to send traffic your way if they don't know that you are the expert that you claim to be. And if you try to stay invisible, if you try to stay behind the scenes on that, you're not going to be very successful with it. If you're in the houseplant niche, you can probably get away with being a little more invisible, but there's a price for that. You're going to pay that price in lower sales and a much longer ramp up time and much less traffic, at least at the start, because you're not willing to be visible. You're not willing to put yourself out there and say, hey, I know what I'm talking about. I'm an expert in this area and here's why. When you're willing to do that, things just move a little bit quicker. Here's the thing though, being visible in whatever way, in whatever niche, whatever it is that you are doing can be pretty scary. It can be really frightening, really intimidating. 19-year-old me sitting across from that college newspaper office in the hallway let fear get in the way. I was afraid that I would be ridiculed. I was afraid of being rejected. I was afraid of failing. And I let that stop me from going after what I wanted. And there are lots of other things that we are afraid of that we let get in our way as well. There's the fear of missing out. What if you choose the wrong thing and you put all of your effort into a podcast and suddenly everybody else is doing TikTok? You might miss out on that opportunity. So instead, you put off making the decision. You just don't decide and you don't do anything. And that's fear of missing out, getting in the way of you being visible online. There's also fear of change. Humans are creatures of habit. We like things to be exactly the way they are forever and ever and ever. And putting yourself out there and being visible online invites change. And you have to be willing to, if not embrace it, at least put up with it and allow it to happen. 
And then there's the fear of being inadequate. This is imposter syndrome at work, right? And it makes us believe that we're just not good enough to stand up and say, hey, I did this thing and I'm proud of it and I think it's going to help you. Come look at what I've created here. That's that imposter syndrome speaking. That's that little voice inside your head that says you're not good enough. You don't know enough. You aren't an expert. You can't possibly be teaching this. You can't possibly be putting this out there. If that voice in your head ever tells you those things, that's a fear of inadequacy. Now, if any of those sound familiar to you, then here's what I really want you to know. Number one, it gets easier. Just like anything, the more you do it, the more comfortable you will become with it. I'll give you a, a real life example from my own business. I do twice a week Q or twice a month Q&A calls with my Six Figure Systems members. I've been doing this for going on four years now, and I am still nervous before every single call. What if I screw something up? What if I don't know the answer to a question that somebody asks? What if I have a technical problem and I look like I don't know what I'm doing? What if I make a mistake? What if I say something wrong? What, what if a lot of things, right? All of these thoughts go through my head. But the more I show up, the easier it becomes. It's much easier today than it was four years ago. It's easier today than it was a month ago even. So the more you do it, the more comfortable you will become with it. Along those same lines, practice makes everything better even if you're just rehearsing in an empty room. Now, maybe you've done this. Maybe you've been creating a presentation or creating a webinar and you walk around in your living room when nobody's listening and you rehearse it, right? Hopefully you're doing that because it does make everything better. I, to this day, still rehearse things when I'm going to be teaching a live workshop, when I'm going to be giving a presentation on a webinar, when I'm going to be even in the Q&A calls. A lot of times I practice my intro and my outro of the Q&A calls before the call starts. And again, I've been doing this for four years, but practice makes it so much easier. It makes it so much more like second nature that I don't have to think about it anymore. So practice. Practice. If you're nervous, just practice. Something else to remember is that no one is paying as much attention as you think they are. We all have our own lives to live and we all think that we are the center of the universe. So don't worry so much that people are scrutinizing your every move. They're far too concerned with their own lives and with what screw-ups they think they are making. So they're not paying as much attention to you as you are paying to yourself. We are our own worst enemy. We are our own worst critic. So whatever you think you've done wrong or whatever mistake you think you've made or whatever inadequacy you think you have, it is blown far out of proportion to what other people might see when looking at the same situation. So nobody's really paying that much attention and they're much more forgiving of your mistakes than you are. And speaking of those mistakes, it is okay if you screw up sometimes. Everybody screws up sometimes, sometimes in a big way, sometimes in a small way. I remember a few years ago, there was a lot of scuttlebutt around a course creator who was accused of stealing content from another course creator. Basically, they bought courses that were not private label content. They were not meant to be resold and they rebranded them and sold them anyway. And this came to light with screenshots and lots of accusations, and it was pretty ugly for a while. 
But the last I knew, this course creator has fully recovered from the accusations and is still running a seemingly successful business, which tells me that the internet is pretty forgiving even for some serious screw-ups. Smaller screw-ups might even be good for your business. They might be good for your marketing and your visibility. Telling stories of how you overcame a setback can be endearing and inspirational to your audience. They're a good conversation starter. They're something that you can look back at and laugh at. So don't be afraid to put yourself out there and make a mistake. It's all good. Nobody's going to remember it. And If they do, it'll be something that will most likely make you even more engaging to them. And finally, I want you to remember that authentic doesn't always mean no filter. We hear so often that you have to be authentic online, that you have to be transparent, and that's fine. But it's also okay to keep some things to yourself. You don't have to pull back the curtain and reveal every aspect of your life and every aspect of your business in order to be visible. I've talked to a lot of people who seem to think that it's all or nothing and opening up your entire life to scrutiny is uncomfortable for most people, I think. But that's not true. You don't have to do that. Yes, you do need to put your credentials and your expertise and your opinions out there, but that doesn't mean that you need to showcase every aspect of your life if you don't want to. You don't have to reveal how much money you make or how your marriage is going or whether or not your kids are in therapy. You don't have to share any of this information. Just share what is relevant to your audience. So what is being visible even look like? Well, when I talk about visibility online, I am talking about five things primarily. The first thing is creating content, putting your expertise and your opinions out there in some tangible form. This is the absolute bare minimum, you guys. You cannot get away with not doing this if you want to have a business online. I did a podcast a while back about how to choose your content channel, and I will link to that in the show notes for you. But the big kind of four content channels are a blog, a podcast, a YouTube channel, or social content. So choose at least one of those channels and Be willing to create content. Be willing to share your opinions. Be willing to give how-to advice. Be willing to talk to your audience in that way, in whatever channel you choose. Because putting yourself out there and being visible in that way is what's going to attract your ideal audience to you in the first place. But you can't just create the content. You have to also promote the content. It's not enough to just create it. You have to tell people it's out there. Let them know that you're proud of what you have published. Point them in the direction of that latest blog post or of your YouTube channel. Ask them to subscribe. Ask them to read. Ask them to share your content because that's how it's going to get out there. Remember, you have to be your own cheerleader in this case because Most other people are not going to do it for you. You have to be willing to say, I wrote this, I created this, I'm proud of it, and I would love for you to see it as well. Another way that you can be visible online is through public appearances. This might look like interviews on podcasts or on live streaming events. It might mean speaking at a conference, whether it is in person or virtually. It might mean guest blogging on somebody else's blog or participating in a telesummit or some other free training events of that type. 
Maybe it's hosting webinars or telesummits of your own, or maybe even hosting a giveaway offer where you collaborate with other business owners in your niche. All of those public appearances attract a wider audience. They let people know that you are out there and that you are an expert in your field. Then there's emailing your list. This is just another form of content creation, but I'm listing it on its own because we don't often think of it as a visibility tool, but that's exactly what it is. It is a way for you to let your audience know that you know what you're talking about, that you have things that can help them, and here's where to find them. So emailing your list is something you really can't afford to ignore either. And finally, personal outreach. This is a tough one for a lot of people. And I'll be honest, this is probably where you're going to start. If you are brand new in business or even if you've been around for a while, personal outreach is a huge component when it comes to attracting traffic and attracting uh, JV partners and new affiliates and new opportunities. Doing that personal one-to-one outreach is a must have. Now here I'm talking about things like connecting with a new affiliate partner, emailing somebody, cold email outreach to say, hey, I notice you promote somebody else's program and it's a good fit with mine. Would you like to take a look at it? It might be asking for an interview or a guest posting spot. If you listen to a podcast and you think, hey, I'd be a great guest on this podcast, I have something to add to this conversation. It is up to you to reach out to those podcast hosts and say, Hey, would you like to have me on your show? Here's why I think I would be a good contributor and I would love to be a guest. And that's uncomfortable for people. It's uncomfortable for me to do that kind of cold outreach, but it's something that you really have to get over if you want to be successful online. Another thing is to outreach to people and offer your services. This might be through DMs on Instagram or through a personal email message or even heaven forbid, through a phone call, right? Reaching out to people and saying, hey, I know that you have a business and you're looking for a writer. I would like to offer my services. Or I know that you have a business that looks like you could use a new website design. Could I quote that for you? Whatever that is, whatever service it is that you do, being willing to offer that in a one-to-one basis is going to really go a long ways towards building your business. You can also connect with other people and ask who they know. This is another really powerful way to expand your reach is through connecting with people you have already worked with and asking who else do they know that they can refer to you. And finally, one thing that I love to do with my podcast is I contact the people that I mention on the show. So for example, I mentioned Brooke Castillo. I mentioned Brooke Castillo a lot on this show. I always email her support desk. I don't have a personal email to Brooke Castillo, unfortunately. We're not buds, maybe someday. But I always email her support desk and say, hey, I mentioned you on the show. Just thought you'd like to know. I hope I send a little bit of traffic and some new fans your way. Now, is she going to email me back? Probably not. She's a busy lady, but that's okay. Being willing to put myself out there is what helps to grow my business. Now, here's the thing. Here's the most important thing I want you to know today. Consistent action is your biggest takeaway from this episode. Whatever visibility path you decide to follow, consistency is the one thing you cannot afford to ignore. 
posting a single blog post or a handful of podcast episodes or three YouTube videos just isn't going to do you a whole lot of good. Showing up week after week and month after month is what matters. I know that's not what we always want to hear. We want the easy button, right? But like most things in life and in business, getting to the good parts requires consistent effort, especially at the beginning. It's going to feel hard. It's going to feel like a slog. It's going to feel like it's taking forever and like it's not working. But keep at it because it does work. I promise you that. If you are consistent with your efforts, it does work. Decide how you want to show up and be visible. Pick one or two or maybe three strategies and commit to them. That's how businesses are built. And that's how visibility works. So I've given you five different ways that you can be more visible online. If you're not happy with your current results, think about those five things. Think about, can you create more content? Can you promote your content more? Maybe you want to do public appearances. Maybe your email list is not where you want it to be and you can commit to emailing your list more. Maybe you need to do more personal outreach. That's one for me that is high on my list of things that I'm going to be working on in the next few months is that personal outreach. Even though I've been in business for a while, even though my business is in a really good place and I am earning really good money, there is still room for improvement and personal outreach is my own personal visibility mountain that I need to climb. So thinking about those five things, your job is to figure out how you can use them to be more visible online in the right way to get in front of the right people at the right time. In other words, what could you be doing right now that will make you more likely to be seen by your ideal customer or by your ideal affiliate or by someone who might want to work with you in some way? Then the next thing I want you to do is sit down and really think about what's holding you back. What are you afraid of? Ask yourself, what's the worst that can happen? Now, I know your brain is probably giving you a long list of catastrophic events that could happen. Mine certainly does. But if you think about them logically, it's easy to see that in the worst case, you might be embarrassed if you make a mistake. And so what? We all make mistakes. No one cares. Then take those things that you have committed to doing, take those one or two or three things, whether it's creating content on YouTube or reaching out to potential affiliate partners or asking to be interviewed on podcast and go and do those things. Make a plan to do them consistently and commit to doing it for the long term because that's what it takes to really be visible online is that commitment to your own success. Then I want you to head over to tinycourseempire.com forward slash 51 to find the show notes for this episode. I'm going to have all the resources we mentioned there. And while you're there, leave me a comment and tell me what it is you are committed to doing to get more visible online. I would love to hear from you. Let me know what it is that you're going to be doing. And finally, if you're enjoying the show, would you do me a favor and leave a rating and review over at Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening? Or if you prefer and you have a friend or a colleague who could really use this advice today, go ahead and forward them the episode. Again, that's tinycourseempire.com forward slash 51. Have a terrific day, everyone, and I will talk to you all again next week. 
If you like what you hear on the Tiny Course Empire podcast, you're going to love all of the courses and workshops and support you'll find inside Six Figure Systems. That's my monthly program where we dig into online marketing for regular people like you and me. We don't do big launches, we don't have the big headaches, and we don't have the big expenses that come with them. Instead, we focus on creating repeatable, sustainable systems that continue to grow over time and that don't suck up all of our energy or require a 10-person team to manage. You can come see what we're all about at sixfiguresystems.com, and I'll see you on the inside.